Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Hello and welcome back to 3Talk. Today we're going to give you the other six tips for working smarter, not harder. As we said in the last episode, we all have lots and lots of things to do. And if we don't work smarter and not harder, we will find that we cannot cope with all these demands. So the first tip we're going to give you today is learn to follow the two minute rule. So in his best selling book, Getting Things Done, Author and productivity consultant David Allen talked about his two-minute rule. So the gist is, if you have a task that can be completed in two minutes, you should do it right away, as it will take longer to review and finish it later. So think all about those daily chores you have to do, like answering emails, making the bed, doing the dishes. Do it straight away. Otherwise, you'll find that all these little things add up. This time management strategy can drastically improve your productivity by eliminating procrastination and helping you accomplish more tasks in a day. So I find um, one of my little two-minute rules is with the kids. So I find just getting the kids to put three things away each in the morning stops me having to come back and spend 10 minutes putting everything away from breakfast. So also it's encouraging them to work as a team. And I'm getting them into that kind of mindset that if you do things straight away, they don't build up. I also encourage them by giving them £30 every half term. And every time I have to do something that they could do straight away, like put their shoes away or make their bed, if they don't do it, I take a pound off. So this is kind of encouraging those good habits. If they want to keep their holiday pocket money, then they have to do their chores. So it doesn't just work for us, it also can work for our families. What do you think, Lucia? Oh, I do love that I will take the money off rule. I will certainly be implementing that with my little ones that are a bit older. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Uh, but I agree. I think the two-minute rule is something that can hugely improve your life and your efficiency, so to speak, if you just you know, get on with it. Imagine this situation at work, right? I think we all have had it. When you've got a million emails, you start replying in the morning, you've got 30 windows open. End of the day, you haven't sent any of those. So just imagine if you were doing those on the go, you're having a meeting with somebody and says, oh yeah, I need to email such and such. Do it straight away. You're on topic, you're having that meeting, send it. And then it's done. You take it off that list and the job is already done. So you you know, you can imagine your mindset the day that you go home and you still have those 30 windows open versus the day where you go home and you've got everything clear, a zero inbox policy. It can totally help you gain that efficiency back and get that clarity and feeling of accomplishment. So I think this is one of the ones that takes no time whatsoever, but can make a very substantial difference in your day. So the next um, tip we're going to give you is take advantage of your commute. So I think we said before, everything you do is what grows you as a person. So instead of sort of like wasting your time on social media on your precious hours, try to gain more knowledge. 
So you could read thought-provoking books, you could listen or read articles, you could listen to a good podcast or an audiobook on Audible. You can also use apps like Curious and Lingvist to learn something new and constructive. Or use that time to plan important tasks. Or, like we said before, about responding to emails. If you know that you're going to have lots of emails when you get into the office, maybe that's the time to start getting them out of the way. So, you know, it might be time that you do need to use it to read a book and turn off, but be really consciously thinking about it. What do I need? What is the best use of my time during that commute? And of course, that depends on how long your commute is. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think, like, you know, I'm speaking by personal experience, but I have had commutes where they have been 15 minutes to two hours. So you can easily adjust whatever you've got on hand to that length of the commute. As you were saying, I think if you've got 15 minutes listening to a good podcast that can give you all the juices and all the gist in that time, fantastic. I would say also listen to what you keep saying at the end of the day. Because for example, again, personal experience, I realized that I used to complain that I didn't have to re- time to read. Yet I wasn't using my commute whatsoever. I was scrolling down Facebook or Instagram. Then I would get to the office and I would still have that thought of, I am not reading because I don't have time. Well, actually, I start paying attention to that. I start reading in my commute and that will give me an hour reading every day. And so I felt much more accomplished and much better because I was actually doing something with my time. So take advantage of that time that you've got off and you perhaps wouldn't have thought of it as a useful time. But also I would say overlay that with the things that you tend to complain the most about because maybe there is something that you could be doing in that time. Yeah, again, yeah, I think you've got to really listen to yourself because if I've got 20 minutes on the way home and it might be waiting for the children, it might be dead time, I have to really think, what do I need? And often I just need to switch off. I've been busy all day. I haven't stopped. I know I'm going to need energy, another four hours of uh, being a mum. It might just be 20 minutes of closing my eyes, doing some breathing exercises and just re-energizing my whole body. So really do listen to yourself and what you need, which leads us on to number nine, eliminate digital distractions. So when I'm doing that time in the car, I do put my phone on airplane mode so that I don't get distracted because that one text can bring me out of meditation. That's whole 20 minutes wasted, which I didn't need to read that text. The average person spends nearly one quarter of their day browsing social media for non-work related activities. While occasionally browsing through your Twitter, Instagram feed in a day isn't a bad thing, constantly checking your phone for social media updates is a big productivity no-go. Set a limit on the amount of time you want to spend on the internet and you can use uh, disable app notifications or keep your phone on silent mode like I do while working so that the constant updates won't distract you. Uh, If you're a mum and you're, you know, on all these WhatsApp channels, they can be hugely distracting because they literally bleep all day long. So set yourself a time when you will check. I normally check when I'm waiting outside in the car for the kids to come out and I might have like six minutes or three minutes and I'll go, right, this is the time when I'm going to check if I've missed anything that I need to know about school or work. So just be very conscious about when you're checking. And also with social media, only follow people that uplift you. Otherwise, this can be emotionally and mentally draining too. 
for example, I like humanity, I like to follow them, or holistic psychology, as it puts everything into perspective, make me realize that none of our worries are a big deal. So try to be very conscious of who you're following. Yeah, I think that's definitely something really worth paying attention to, where you put the time and also who are you investing your time with. I think those are two big ones. But I would say this also can be extrapolated to working life, for example. Again, following what we were saying earlier about having 30 windows open. If you've got to focus, let's say, on a presentation, close your outlook. And so you won't get distracted by having a million pop-ups telling you you've got new mail. Close it. When you're done with your presentation, go back to your email. Or you're working on an important document, shut down every other apps that you don't need to support that document you're working on. Because that will help you stay focused on the task at the time, be more efficient. And then, yes, you can divert back your attention to whatever you need. So any digital devices, any digital distractions that you can think of, social media, all the apps going on at the moment, just shut them down. Yeah, that's really, really important when you're in a creative flow because your brain can only focus on one thing. We said that last time, learn single tasks. So thanks for reminding us of that, Lucia. That brings us on to the 10th point, outsource, get rid of jobs you don't need. Play to your strengths. I am hugely an advocate of this because I think, especially as women, we try to do too much and then we, we can't do anything because we're so tired and lack of, lacking energy. For example, I'm useless at cooking, cleaning, ironing. So these jobs I'm very happy to outsource. As I know my strengths, I'm managing the house, children and my work. We are so locally now that things are more convenient. Several friends, you know, rave about Mindful Chef and Gusto for good, healthy family meals. We don't need to be doing everything. At school, you can share lists with other mums, to parties, clubs, and this is all better for the environment. If you don't know what your strengths are, I would highly recommend reading Marcus Buckingham, Now Discover Your Strengths. And there's even an online profile too that you can take. So play to your strengths and outsource the things that you don't need to do. We don't all need to be doing everything. For example, I know that I can earn more money in an hour than I can if I'm sitting in an hour ironing. Be smart about it. Work smarter, not harder. I did enjoy that one. And I, and I can totally relate to that. And I would say, yes, play to your strengths, but also play to your weaknesses, right? Uh, which I think is another layer on that. If you know that, yes, you can't do a task, but it's going to take you five hours to get it done rather than, I don't know, hiring a professional and he will get it done in an hour, play with that. You may love like, you know, Fleur, you and I have had conversations about that before, about creating content for social media. I love doing it. And for me, A, I enjoy it. And B, it doesn't take me that long. But you, for example, you say that you hate it. So if you find yourself in that situation, maybe go and talk to an expert that can get all these posts created for you. And all you need to do is post them or ask this person to do it for you. So again, play to your weaknesses. Know what you want, know what you can achieve and how you want to achieve it. And if you can't, or you will be better off doing something else instead, talk to that expert. I don't actually hate creating content on social media. I like, I like posting. I just 
don't like the advertising and the blogging and things like that. True. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should clarify that. <laughs> Which takes us on to number 11, create systems. If we have systems, we are less stressed and we can work smarter, not harder. So for example, on my phone, I have my reminders list. As soon as I know that I've got to do something that I can't do straight away, I will dump it into my reminders and I have reminders for work. I have reminders for the children. I have reminders for the social life. So they don't all get mixed up into one. And then I also have on my notes, I have my different coaching notes. I have my quotes. I have my ideas. I have the books I want to read. Then I have the books I want to recommend. So it's all kind of organized and it's a way of not having to keep it all in my brain. If we keep everything in our brain, we feel like we are drowning and our brain is always thinking it drains energy from us. So it's really important that we have systems that keep us organized and so we don't have to hold everything in one place, especially in our brain. What do you think, Lucia? When you have your brain occupied doing mundane things, if that's the word for it, you're distracting it from its true potential and from focusing on where it should be. So I completely agree with this and, you know, setting your brain aside and do things that are more automatic, more systematic and process them that way. I relate with you in in the sense that I've got notes or pictures on my phone with quotes that I like and I want to expand on or talk about later on. You could also create like your own content half, right? You could go to Pinterest, for example, and create different boards for different things that you want to do or that grab your attention. And so you've got one place to dump every idea that you've got. So think outside the box when you're thinking of of ways in which you can automate things a bit easier. Uh, Me and my partner, for example, we do have a shared calendar because the amount of time that we realized we were spending trying to talk to each other and coordinate what was happening, especially with the kids, to then find out that we have maybe double booked ourselves we could easily solve this by having this share calendar in which we book everything in and we know when we are free and when we aren't. Yeah, which is very, very useful. So creating systems is really important. And especially, I don't know about you guys, but my most creative ideas often pop up in the most strangest places. You know, I might be going out for a run or in the shower. So as soon as you come out or, you know, stop running or come out of the shower, it's really good to be able to dump it and expand on it later and not feel that you're losing all those amazing ideas because that can cause stress in itself. So that leads us on nicely to number 12, which I like to call the leeches and the lilies. I can't remember where I heard this, but it was from a podcast that I was listening to and, I, and it's always stuck with me. We have lots of people around us all the time that are part of our lives and some people are leeches and they just drain your time. And then you have the lilies. The lilies help you grow and help you flourish. And that's about being emotionally intelligent. Which are the people that are draining and taking your energy and not giving you anything back? And which are the lilies in your life that are helping you grow and you can help them grow? It's really important when you're working smarter because we don't have limited amount of time. So again, we need to be conscious of those relationships. What do you think, Lucia? I think this one is, is, again, another key one. And, you know, being able to 
and recognize the energy sucking factors in your life and remove yourself from them or you know stay away from that person can hugely 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 improve your quality life because i think we've said it in in a number of our episodes but you know when you're feeling that you're not on your top game when you're feeling de-energized then you're feeling that you cannot do things you may be able to but because of that energy is lacking within you you cannot achieve that so just by removing, I was going to say simply, yeah, and sometimes it's not that simple, but just by acknowledging where is your energy going, who or what is sucking it, and being able to remove yourself from that, you will see that energy improving so much faster that it will definitely keep you going and, and going back for more. So thank you for joining us today. We would like to say to you to keep working smarter not harder and then you'll have more days or hours we can just do things you enjoy for no reason but just because you enjoy it this will help you feel alive for the more challenging and more focused days no one on their deathbed wished they'd work more hours but they all mentioned wish they spent more time with their family and friends so i'd like to leave you with that point try and be smarter so you've got more time to do the things you love with the people you love If you're not subscribed, do subscribe on iTunes as then it will alert you of the next episode. And thank you. We really appreciate it as we enjoy giving this content and we hope that it is helping you in your life. Until next time, bye for now.